Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here and I have an incredible woman with me. You guys might have seen her on the first season of Love is Blind. Her name is Kelly. And Kelly, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of do a little intro of yourself and then we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to talk with you and just let things flow. You know, I think that's the beauty of podcasting. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Love it. Um, Yeah. So I was, um, my name is Kelly Chase. I was on the first season of Love is Blind. um, And, but kind of before then I had started a little bit of a personal development self-love journey. And so I think that that was kind of like why I even said yes to doing the show. I'm not a reality TV show, like, uh, viewer. <laughs> I don't normally watch reality TV. I'm usually just like a, you know, true acting drama series type of person. Um, I've literally like this whole last year, I've been binging all the classic stuff, like sex in the city that I never, like, <laughs> episodes, but I never like watched the full thing. And then mm-hmm. like, I just finished gossip girl for the first time ever. And now I'm on to one tree Hill, you know, like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love going it. Back. I'm going back. I watched Gilmore girl like last year. I'm like, I, how did I, how did I miss these shows? Like, but to speak on that, my whole personal development, self-love journey, um, couple years, like in 2017, I had gone to a functional medicine doctor and because Prior to that, between 2015 and 2017, I was just going through this really big um, challenge with my weight. Um, I had gained a bunch of weight, and in 2000, the end of 2014 to 15, I gained a bunch of weight, like close to 30 pounds. And I was like, "What in the world is going on?" Right. I was like restricted, like I was really restricting what I was eating, um, but I was excessively working out, and so just putting a lot of stress on my body. And anyways through all of that in like 2016, I was able to like get that most of that under control. I started working out less, but eating more food and actually fueling my body. Um, so the weight did start to come off, but I was still holding on to some weight and I was like, okay, I like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things now. Um, but I had seen a, a functional medicine doctor in 2017 and he was like, tell me about your day. And I was like, okay, so I get up, I go work out, or may have taught classes at the time. Um, I go work out, I go to work, I come home, I eat dinner, I am either coaching, I'm working on playlists for maybe my uh, spin classes, mm-hmm. and then I'm like going to bed. And he's like, so you literally like, you're never even like stand like outside, like you're never like outside. You're doing a bunch of like high high intensity workouts. You never go outside except for like literally to walk on pavement to get to your car. Like your feet are never in the grass. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you watch TV? And I'm like, not really. So here's why I'm catching up on all the shows because I never, Uh there was a time, I think in like 2015 or something, I had a friend come over and um, we were sitting on my couch and I like interrupted our conversation because I had like a moment and I go, I'm sorry, I just have to like interrupt us. I said, this is the first time I've sat on my couch to do nothing because I'm normally doing something while I'm on my couch. Like I'm folding laundry, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm working on my laptop. Like 
maybe I have like a show on, but I'm not even like tuned in. Like it was just then. So that's why I just was not, I was never watching shows. So I felt very behind, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, just like it catapulted that 2018. I was just kind of like in this year of yes, I had six months prior to in 2017 left uh, a corporate job that I had been out for almost eight years mm-hmm. um, to pursue my coaching full time, and like I've been health coaching since 2013, but it was always a side thing. I never invested in, you know, uh, like a mentor, business coach in any mm-hmm. regard. In 2018, I did, and it really started to help. I mean, it helped so much for me. Um, but also with that of the year of yes, I decided to do Love Is Blind, and then I spiraled backwards it felt like after after filming that so it's been I I definitely want to get want to get into that because I think that first of all I want to honor you in like doing that personal development and and working on yourself because I think a lot of people especially like you know women and entrepreneurs and, and those that are like just focused on work 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 and they don't really think about themselves so yeah. it's incredible yeah. to hear those women just like yourself that are like no I really need to focus on myself it's important because if you're not focused on yourself the rest is going to go by the wayside absolutely yeah and so I, let's talk about that like briefly about your journey on love is blind right I mean first of all out of all the characters of your season, I think the cast members, I should say, because you guys are real people, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, I really resonated with you the most. And I can say that because I feel like your bravery, first of all, because guys, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, she said no. <laughs> right. And I, that's like, that was like, I felt like you were stepping into your power of who you mm. were. So kind of just like a brief kind of synopsis of your experience with that, with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was extremely fascinating. I mean, mm. when they had pitched the concept to me, um, cause everyone always asks, oh, like, oh, did you apply? And I'm like, well, no, because the show didn't exist before. So no one knew to apply. So they uh, recruited everybody. Um they, mine was a little different. They actually had a file of mine because I had interviewed for Married at First Sight. <laughs> oh, years okay, all right. <laughs> I don't, that so was they had your resume. <laughs> yeah, they had my resume. They had a file. I did not apply for that show either. Um, an ex-boyfriend submitted my um, name and information oh. for that show. Yeah, I was like, thanks, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously I never did Married at First Sight, um, but I did go through an interview process. Anyways, they had my file. So they reached out and they're like, Hey, we have a show concept. Um, are you still single? And I'm like, yes, I am still single. <laughs> still single. Um, but I really, I really liked the idea of the blind dating and like meeting mm-hmm. someone behind a wall, um, you know, or however, I don't know how they pitched it back then, but you know, just like not seeing the person before making a connect- connection physically. And I was like, that sounds so cool. One, I can do that type of thing. Cause I don't have a job to go to. Like right. I don't have to request time off or anything right now. Um, but also, you know, I was in a space, a couple of different things. I hadn't had a boyfriend in five years, four or five mm-hmm. years at that point. And I was like, I'm so ready. And like, I've just taken this entire, like last six, seven months since leaving my corporate job to really focus on myself. And I feel like I'm I've just learned a lot and I feel like I'm ready for an experience like this. Although, of course, I had my 
immediate lack mindset come in to be like, well, I'm probably not going to meet anybody. Like I'm so picky. There's no way I'm going to connect with anybody. So of course I had that going into it. Um, well, also I, a little ego was going into it too. Cause my friends always gave me a hard time that they were like, Kelly, you need to stop going for these guys who look like supermodels because <laughs> they keep treating you like poop and you need like, stop going for the tens, go for the sevens. <laughs> and I'm good like, number. Seven yeah. Is a good number. yeah, I was like, I was like, fine. You know what? Maybe I'll do this show and prove them that I can make a connection without ever seeing someone. And yeah. lo and behold, I did. I mean, I really did not think that I was, um, the speed dating that we did in the pods. Kenny was actually my first date ever. Um, and so we, there was an instant connection there. I mean, granted, we only talked for like, I think it was seven minutes was like our first date or something. And the time flew by really quick, but, um, but yeah, I, I developed a, a connection with him and a couple of other guys too, but it was still always him that it was leading back. Like it was just stronger. The connection was stronger with him. Obviously that's why we wound up getting engaged through a wall (laughs) and going through that experience. Um, it was really eye opening and emotionally charged a lot of times. Um, not necessarily like with Kenny. Um, and we did have to have a couple of like vulnerable, tough conversations, of course, and things Mm -hmm. that you know, I mean, it, within seven weeks, we were having conversations that people that have been dating for seven months have never even had, you know? Right. So a lot of very diving deep, getting close very quickly. Um, and, but the producers, you know, we would have like a one-off interview with them. And that was, that was when the emotionally charged experience came from, because they're really trying to get to the root of you know, the psychology behind your dating behaviors and your story. And of course, you know, if you're thinking of not pursuing this person, why, you know, there's people that elope all the time and they don't, they don't need all the fluff, you know? And I remember like a few weeks or like a week or two leading up to the wedding, they're like, you know, what are you thinking? And I was like, I really don't know if I'm going to do this. My head and my heart aren't connecting. I know I said Mm -hmm. that they aired that part. It's like my head and my heart aren't connecting. And you know, I know he's checking off all the boxes. I mean, our families get got along, like everything. It was great. And, but they really were, they were trying to get me to see like, oh, oh, because you didn't have a, you know, the bachelorette with all your friends or you didn't have a bridal shower and you didn't have this and you didn't have this and you didn't have this. Uh-huh. But like that stuff doesn't matter when you really love someone. And I'm like, you're right. Then I guess they don't. And I, they literally, they needed to hear me say, well, I guess I'm not in love with him because they s- literally stopped the interview after I said that. And they were like, it's all we needed. Do you think that they were the ones that pushed you kind of in that direction or were you, le- you, you personally felt that way? Because no, I personally felt that way. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I did personally feel that way. I mean, granted, I would say probably a few days leading up to the wedding though, I was conflicted because I'm like, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just scared, you know, maybe like, again, he is like, and they were, they were highlighting everything. They're like, right. okay, he's, he's checking off the boxes. Like, and, and you said yourself when you first started here, like, you know, you wanted X, Y, and Z of a type of person. This seems to be him, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they were not persuading me, but they were highlighting everything and giving me the perspective. So I was, I was very conflicted right before the wedding, but I just knew in like head and heart were not there. And I think, you know, the same for him. I mean, we, we didn't, you know, wind up together or anything and which was 
great. Like it's fine. You know, at the time, at the time it was, you know, it was hard because everything was just done in a matter of a moment. Like we're done filming. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Like we're done filming every, like I had made friends through production and although, yeah, we can, you know, friends on Instagram and stuff still, but it's like literally everything was gone. This intense situation and experience. And it was just gone. It was just so bizarre. It was so bizarre. I mean, and then you think about, cause this is on TV and this is the re- like a reality show and, but this is your life. Right. So you're now done, right? You're finished with the show and now you're home. Yeah. How did you deal with like the reaction of the, the people that were watching? Like how, like how, mm-hmm. how was that? Because I'm sure that was a lot of pressure for you personally. Yeah, it was. So yeah, after the show, when the show, show aired, um, I mean, it was, Wild in the sense we didn't know how big it was going to become. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, COVID happened right when our show aired, or like yeah. literally the week after the reunion episode aired. So, mm-hmm. and that's everyone was forced to be in their homes. So, like, what else are they going to do? Watch TV, right? Right. So, you know, I I want to say obviously the concept was completely different than things that have been on the air for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very interesting, and so it caught on. Well, also, I think just everyone being forced to watch TV, you know, had a lot to do with it too, (laughs) with the exposure. So anyways, with that being said, there was just so much attention. Um, And I feel like I'm pretty, I've grown to be more empathic. And Mm. is that what the right word? Empathic, empathetic, empathic. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did turn off, like, I want to say the week before, uh, the show aired. Actually, I turned off notifications on my social media, okay. um, which was helpful. And I still have them turned off. I don't like mm. the only notifications I get is like my phone, like text message right. and stuff. But a lot of other things, apps on my phone, I just don't have them on. So I have to go into the app to see who's commented, who's DM me, all that. It is so much better for your mental health, everyone. <laughs> it is so I'm good. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was like I'm. I was working a full, I went back into the full-time space. So I was working a full-time job. So that kind of did help in the sense of me not being on my phone the entire 24 hours a day. Um, cause I had work to do and you know, would have gotten in trouble in that regard. But my mind was definitely preoccupied cause I'm like, oh my gosh, but I will tell you this. So the show aired every episode, like clump that was dumped was at 12 AM Pacific time. So it was 3 AM Eastern time. Oh, okay. And we don't get, we didn't get to see a preview of the show. So when the world saw it, we saw it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be at work all day. So I woke up every, those four or five weeks in a row at, I think it aired on like a Friday morning, every single, at 3 a.m. I woke up at 3 a.m. so that I could like binge. And there were times like I would like fast forward through just so I could see my part to see like what they, how they they portrayed me. Mm But I would binge all of the episodes and then I would go to work. So I knew what people would be saying about me or commenting and stuff. And it was great because everyone was like Team Kelly, Team Kenny for the longest time. And then the wedding episode aired and then I was getting nasty comments and nasty DMs. And granted, I think because of a lot of the mindset work that I had done over the last few years, it was very helpful for me to understand like, hey, these are just 
you know, people projecting, like that's yeah. them, that's, that's their perception of what they're seeing on TV. Like that's not the real story. And, but granted you see one or two negative comments or like just really terrible things. And it, it hurts you. It mm-hmm. still hurts you, especially because, you know, with reality TV, I have to remind everyone, like they do create a narrative. Like what you see is not right. exactly what happens. And it, it that isn't the actual narrative. It may be very stretched. It may be kind of stretched. For me, I think it was kind of stretched. There were other, um, you know, cast members that their story was extremely exaggerated. And it was a very dark time for them after the show aired, uh, which mm-hmm. is very sad. Um, but I feel like I was able to handle it decent enough. I mean, I did catch my friends going to bat for me in my in my comment section. So, you know, they, they were there. But I was like, y'all, don't even waste your time. Like, we don't even know these people. Let them think what they want to think. And that's just their small-mindedness, you know, that they're even going to, like, feed on this story. Um, and plus, people just believe everything they see on TV a lot of times. So, but it was, it was definitely hard. I mean, I would get the nasty, nasty messages like, you're going to die alone. You should just die, bitch. Like just nasty things like that. And, or, you know, he dodged, I always got the one, like he dodged a bullet with you. And I'm like, really? Like, that's just like, just, ew, gross. And it always happens to the woman. Like, I guess, obviously you, you were the one that made the ultimate decision, but like, it's, it's, it was, I'm sure in the end, it was kind of like, he was feeling this a similar way. Right. And I feel, but to me, I saw it different. I saw like what I was just saying to you earlier. I felt like you were that being that empowered woman within yourself and said, this is not, this is not what I want. Right. Right. And so I, I think that that, you know, is a, I think it's great advice. First of all, for those people to turn off those notifications Yeah, (laughs) when you're in the public eye and like these things happen, have those times of just like, not even looking at your social media, just right. like, so you can focus on you. Yeah, exactly. And just staying present. And I mean, any, yes. anybody can do that because I mean, granted, even when, you know, let's say you're in a really good state of mind, right. And like, you're happy. Maybe something just happened with like a relationship or work, or you're just having a really good day. And then you receive a text message even. And that text message just totally rocks your world and just flips your, and granted, you're, you're going to see it eventually and everything, but like, Maybe you're okay. You've wound you wound down a little bit. And you're sitting on your couch, and then you decide to like open up your Instagram and look at your DMs. I feel like it's going to hit a little different than if you were just like gallivanting about your day, and you're like so high, and then you get this like DM that says you're gonna die, bitch. <laughs> and it's like, what? Right, and it's a blow. Right. It's a blow. Yeah. So it's just it's just really about honoring yourself and respecting who you are and your boundaries. It's a lot of. I mean, boundaries is like one of our biggest self care practices, and that's yeah. what I've. You know, I implement boundaries even more all the time. But but yeah, after the show, it was it was definitely difficult. Um, cause I wanted to speak my truth too and be like, that's not what really happened <laughs> in certain right. ways, you know? And, you know, too, I was just, I was working so much that I was emotionally, mentally, and physically exhausted at that time. Um, I would say, I don't regret anything, but I've, I could go back and do things a little bit differently. I would have not necessarily like with the show stuff, but just post show, like how I was showing up or not showing up. I just wish that I had you know, this whole coaching mindset industry where like about surrender. And I'm like, 
I needed to surrender a little bit more than I did because I, uh, I kept going and going and going. And I, that whole year after the show aired, I was very unhealthy. Like just so, I mean, I was, I continued working my nine to five. I wasn't in a place financially to totally just do my coaching again. Mm-hmm. And granted, I think I should have just like let go of the coaching and or let go of my nine to five at that time. Cause a year later after the show aired, I experienced two like panic anxiety attacks, which I never had ever. And I have yet, knock wood, I've not had them since, but I knew I just, I, I broke, I was done. And I feel like, like, I think that we all have those moments, but like, I think that now where you are now, you, unfortunately you had to hit that like rock bottom for you to, to be where you are right now. And like, let's talk about this of like your, your health and wellness coaching that you do, because I think that, I mean, guys, if you don't follow Kelly on social media, she's so freaking inspiring. Like the pictures that she posts, like your transformation, not just your body, but your mind, your soul, all the around that you're sharing is incredible. So kind of share about that journey and what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So I've been, I was cert- got certified as a health coach back in 2013. But like I said, I never really, like I was working with clients, but it was always a side thing. And honestly, truth to, to be told, I do work another, a different nine to five right now. And mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. <laughs> and I'll tell you more about that. But, um, so I am doing the online coaching, but I, you know, I went through this whole health journey myself and it was interesting because I grew up in a very holistic, very natural mm-hmm. household. I mean, my mom, has probably read every nutrition book there is. Like she has just always been very health conscious, her and my dad. And so learning how to eat healthy and, you know, do things for your body, that's just been a way of my life. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't need a certification to be able to educate other people on healthier living for the most part. Um, but with that said, granted going through the certification program, I learned so much more and it, you know, that, health and nut- health is the 360 degrees of wellness. And that's what I try to teach on my social media. now it's like, I was so focused when I first started health coaching, I was so focused on just like nutrition and exercise. Cause that's where I was at in my journey. Right. And then, which was, this was the interesting part, like after, um, so right before, right before I started, um, filming love is blind, I actually had invested in my first ever business coach, um, Angie Lee, who you may be familiar with. Love uh, her. She's yes. great. She's uh, I'm obsessed. Yes. Yeah. So I did this whole like wellpreneur mastermind. I think it was like one of her last master, like mastermind group coaching programs. And she's all about like teaching how people, how to set up like digital courses and things mm-hmm. like that. And yep. that was extremely educational. So helpful for me. I created a handful of digital courses. Um, and then we started filming, but during that, um, during that group coaching, I, she had a handful of like, uh, other coaches, like Mm co-coaches basically. And one of the coaches, I really resonate with her story. Like she had done like, uh, uh, what is it? Like, uh, competitions, like body, Mm -hmm. not bodybuilding, but like fitness competitions, gained a bunch of weight, Mm -hmm. was on her weight loss journey. I was like, oh my God, I'm like so resonating, but she was doing business coaching, but the mindset business coaching. And she started, she was talking about like feminine and masculine energies. And I was like, what is this? Like, cause it wasn't strategy. It was like all the energetic stuff. So anyways, we got done filming Love is Blind and 
three weeks later, I just felt, I was like, I got to get my shit together. Like I am Mm -hmm. not okay right now. And of course, what do we do? Instead of feeling and healing, we distract ourselves and avoid and we jump onto Mm -hmm. the doing, right? Mm -hmm. So that was my thing. I was like, I'm just going to jump back in, start this coaching thing. But I think (laughs) I need like, I need some one-on-one help with this. And because I really enjoyed her, I admired so much of her work. I had invested in Aaron uh, Porter. Mm-hmm. I started working with, you know, Aaron. Yep. Um, yeah. She's so great. So I started working with her and like the first day, I'm, I think I cried on the thing. Mm-hmm. I was just obviously emotionally exhausted at that point, but started working with her and I worked with her for four months. And I have since worked with her throughout the years now, ever since 2019. And I was like, wow, you know, like I did learn so much as far as the business and the strategy and everything, but I needed so much of that mindset and that subconscious reprogramming. And I, what was interesting is like, I started learning so much about myself and because obviously that's what all those limiting beliefs are. It's everyone else's stories and projections and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. you know, who you think you should be. Um, So I started learning about myself more and understanding, like applying all of that into what I had learned at IIN where I went and got my certification for health coaching, but everything was making sense because what we learn and study at IIN is that 360 degrees of wellness. It's not your, just your nutrition and exercise. It's your relationship health, your financial health, your spiritual health, your career health. Mm -hmm. And so when I was working with Aaron, we started tapping into all of that because we, we were talking about money mindset. So there's the financial health and then everything on a big, broader picture is your spiritual health. So now I try and like connect the dots a little bit. Anyways, I took a little, I started doing a little bit of like relationship coaching after the show aired. Cause I was like, it, it just makes sense. Like right. from a dating show, I've gained a lot of knowledge. So I started doing that. I just, and I was doing life coaching. I did a little bit of business coaching. That's what really lights me up. I like talking strategy, but also mm-hmm. the money mindset stuff that like really just lights me up. Um, but this past year, I recognized too, I was like, you know, I, I just have a lot of knowledge around a lot of areas. <laughs> right. So why limit myself? Um, so I partnered with this company, it's called Lanus. Um, and they, that's where I'm doing my like online coaching now. And I recognized the boundaries and the burnout because that's kind of like where I I get myself. I think Mm -hmm. it's my defense mechanism is to get myself radically. Like I just take on so much stuff and then I get to a point and I'm like, I'm burnt out. Like I can't do anything. And then I can't show up for people. And I think that that honestly, because I was operating and running everything by myself, the last couple of years after the show aired, it was, there were days I was able to show up fully and a hundred percent. And there were other times I was like, I just, can't like I can't fully show up for my clients, and I didn't like that because obviously that's feedback, that's testimonial, and you know you don't want the negative feedback. Um, and probably I was a little hard on myself too. But so with the Lena's app, I'm able to basically I have a team of people that are there to help me, whether it's onboarding the clients, going through the leads, um, and I'm there to do my job of what I'm good at, and that's the coaching aspect of things. And eventually, honestly, like. I may not be the one actually doing the coaching, but I'm going to have a team of coaches that, or at least one coach that knows how I operate and Mm -hmm. they're going to take on the actual coaching so that I can just fully show up on the social media end of things and do my influencer 
maybe podcasting, motivational speaking, whatever else it is. Um, but my career that I'm doing right now, I will be there for just a year uh, this week, actually. Um, and what it has taught me is that I really do love connecting with people. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I think with like COVID and everyone being in their homes and then my coaching, you know, I was doing like one-on-one coaching or group coaching and it was all done through Zoom. I, I've rarely ever worked with actual like local clients. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my clients, because I use Instagram so much, I'm connected all over the world. So, and I've worked with people from all over the world. So, and as much as I enjoy my interaction with them, I really enjoy being in person with people. And my nine to five, my nine to five right now, it allows me to do that. I'm a I account executive for an orthopedic company and I work with attorneys mm-hmm. and I just go to law firms and chiropractic offices every day. And I just get to meet really neat, interesting, kind people. And I'm like, I just love learning their story, you know? So it's just really reminded me of like what my superpower is in a sense, I feel like. I'm so, I so love that you just said that because I think everybody has their own superpower and like, no, I, that's awesome. And I think that, I think the most that I got from everything that you said was that, first of all, you found yourself again, period. Right. And I think that your technique is you want to help your helper, your empath is just what you said. And I know that it's not, it's not easy to like be vulnerable and, you know, to share your story, but, but basically everything that you have shared, like on your social media, whether it be your clients as well, like you're really who you say you are. And like, that's the best part because I think that I kind of want to like transition and to talk about um, how you're portraying yourself. Because there's so many people on social media that are just sharing the highlight reel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's 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 sad that that's still going on after Instagram's been around for so long, and you know, YouTube and what have you, right? But I like, I guess my next question for you would be like, when you first started to be vulnerable and share who you really are. Like, how did you get out of your comfort zone for people that maybe are listening that, that might not, you know, be comfortable just yet. How do you get comfortable with stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I want to say, I don't remember exactly when, like, cause I've been on my social media, whether it's through pay- posting on Facebook, I think I was heavier on Facebook prior to, but, you know, using it for my business, obviously I started probably in 2013 when I launched, when I got my certification and, um, I was like, Oh, I need to like start a business Instagram account. And that's where Chase life with Kelly was born. Um, or that's when it was born. But when I first started posting about things, you know, of course I'm like showing people, you know, healthy meals and workouts and that kind of thing. But my first real vulnerable post was when I had gained a bunch of weight Mm -hmm. and I was really hesitant. I mean, I shared this long story and it was, you know, now kind of going back in hindsight, I'm like, I probably projected a little bit like that. It was partially my ex-boyfriend's fault. (laughs) 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 Like, (laughs) I was like, why I gained weight, but uh, not to put a blame on him, but um, But I posted myself in like, you know, it, it's the picture that you see going like on my social media that yeah. I posted recently of in 
that was 2015. I was at my heaviest. Um, like I said, I gained like probably close to 30, 35 pounds and just had like these really short, short, like little workout outfit on. And, um, I posted that picture with like my journey of like, you know, I started, I always, you know, I grew up at those of you who know me know, like my mom, she's a super health nut. Like Mm -hmm. we come from a health conscious family, but you know, I think that I had gotten it in my head. My ex-boyfriend at the time had, um, we had talked about me doing like bikini competitions. I think he's just like an motivating person. I don't, I don't know if there was any, you know, whatever. Cause I had a good body back. Like I, I felt like very confident in my body. Right. So I think maybe he just wanted me to strive for better. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but then we broke up and you know, us girls get these thoughts in our head. Like, Oh, well maybe if I do this, then I can get them back. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that there was some dialogue. I mean, mm-hmm. this was 10 years ago, so I don't yeah. remember, but I'm sure there was something like that anyway. So I decided to Google what bikini competitors eat, how they work out. Mm-hmm. That's why these people have coaches because it really screws up their body mm-hmm. and their hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not hire the coach. I just started to do it on my own. Right. So I was eating the like chicken breasts with like mm-hmm. four asparagus spears and half a sweet potato and egg whites and flax seeds for breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, and eating such little food. Like, I mean, three, four times a day. However, it was like, that, which is like no calories, you know, nothing. Um, and then I was super setting like heavy stuff, heavy weights. I was sprinting. I was like Googling, like how to shred yourself, your ab, get shredded abs on a treadmill, all that stuff. So I was doing sprints on a treadmill. I was lifting heavy. I was teaching spin classes, all of that. And then I blew up (laughs) and I was like, get this. Like I did lose a little bit of weight first, but then I just, but then all of a sudden it was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like over time. And I was like, I've never weighed this much. And then I was like, wait, I've never weighed that much. And to any, like, if I said the number out loud, everyone would be like rolling their eyes, but like, that's not a lot of weight. But for someone who is not even five, two, right. 30 pounds is a lot to gain. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. anyways, um, but yeah, I was just sharing that story and how mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's been so frustrating because I don't know what to do and all that. And I had Granted, the post was also like a call to action because I had started Beachbody. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and so it was, hey, I'm a coach for Beachbody now. I'm going to start using these programs. Anybody want to do it with me? Like, let's be on this train together. Mm-hmm. So that post, I mean, had hundreds of likes. And this was on Facebook. I don't think I was using Instagram at the time. That was on, I had to have been, but anyways, this post, I remember just being on Facebook and it got so many likes and then so many comments Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, some people being interested in doing the program with me. Mm -hmm. Others were just like, that was so inspiring. Like, um, but also them saying like, now you get it because you Mm -hmm. have gone through something. Whereas before I'm promoting health and nutrition and healthy eating, but like, I didn't have a story behind it besides Hey, I've just grown up this way and this is how I eat. Right. So going through this very difficult time to actually understand, oh, I can help you lose weight because now I'm going through it myself. Right. And it is, and granted, I, and I started, I mean, granted, the first thing was having people join me as I kickstarted my journey Mm -hmm. with Beachbody, 
But then, you know, months later when I had lost some weight, then I'm still doing the beach body and I'm promoting that and I'm helping people, getting them signed up to be like, see, like it's working now, you know? So, but yeah, that was the best thing that I ever did. And I think that speaks to the vulnerability that I was able to like, to be like vulnerability is actually a superpower and mm -hmm. vulnerability is so connecting and it's so powerful for people. And it's interesting that you shared the whole beach body thing and how that kind of like stepped into the whole being authentic and like being vulnerable as, as a first um, on social media. Cause that was me too. I, I was a beach body. Co- so it's interesting what kind of leads you into yeah. becoming that authentic and real and raw and people are relatable. Like it makes you relatable. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, as we kind of round everything out. So with everything that you've done, the success that you've had, you know, when you eventually, you know, have that family or that vision of what you want for like the rest of your life, what's that ultimate legacy that you would want to leave? Oh, good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I think, gosh, that is such a good question. Um, I mean, I want people to really, I want, people to remember me as someone who inspired them to be themselves and Mm -hmm. that they really can create a life that they love. Of course, we have to let go of a bunch of stuff that doesn't serve us, which is, which creates a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and it's scary and it's can be disappointing. Um, because what I have recognized over the last few years is that that's exactly what I've gone through is a lot of hurtful things and a lot of pain, you know, people not being able to show, you know, in a romantic way, people not being able to show up for you the way that you want them to. And, you know, it's, it's disappointing, it's hurtful, but then you're like, wow, but there really are a bunch of fish in the sea and (laughs) like we can, you know, and by doing this work, this inner healing, inner child work, subconscious reprogramming, like all of that, it really does just give you the awareness and reminders that there's so much out there. There's so much to love. There's so many to love you back. Like there's so much of life that, and so much abundance, basically. Mm -hmm. Like just remember that there's so much abundance. And if we can continue to just like learn to respect ourselves and learn to love ourselves. We really can create this radically amazing life, but yeah, you're going to have to go through temporary pain to get it. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember who you are. And by doing that, it's painful (laughs) to get there. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, I know like you're definitely, like I was just saying before, like you're, you're, you're showing up for that vision for, and for I know that like so many women can relate to you, to the sole fact of people being able, wanting to connect with you, you know, mm-hmm. and I, my, I know my listeners are going to want to, you know, reach out to you, want to connect with you. And if you have, I think you have like a mentorship coming or, or yeah, yeah. So share all the stuff, like how they can connect with you. Cause I'm going to yeah, absolutely. The show notes. For sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, you can, best way to find me is on Instagram. It's at chase life with Kelly. Um, I am on TikTok. It's Simon. I am Kelly chase. I don't show up there very often. So don't, you know, <laughs> every once in a while, but I do have an account over there. Um, I 
do have a podcast if you want to go and like just binge episodes. I'm not currently producing new episodes, but um, you can listen on any streaming podcast uh, platform as well as you can watch the episodes on YouTube. Same thing, Chase Life with Kelly. Um, but um, yes, I have a, like an online coaching program going on now. Um, you just go to the link in my bio on Instagram and you can join the waitlist and apply for that. Um, and that is like custom workouts, custom meal plans. Um, and it is all geared to everything that I preach about. Like it's a lot of anti-inflammatory whole foods. Um, and we do a lot of more like nutrition and we hone in on the nutrition and the like mindset aspect of things. So when we are doing our weekly check-ins and you're telling me, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't show up to work out or, or, I only ate good two times this week. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to go into like, why are you shaming yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk mm-hmm. about that story. Um, but also, okay, well, tell me what's going on with your career. Let's tell me, talk, talk to me about what's going on financially or with your relationships right now. Cause that's why you're only eating good two times a week is because there's some other stuff going on. So we're really going to get to the root cause of your sabotaging behaviors and bring awareness and give you the tools to create a lifestyle change, not a quick fix. Uh, and I know that from what everything that you were just saying in regards to what you do as a coach, like accountability yeah. is a must. And guys, let, take advantage of what Kelly's doing, honestly, because like, I think that when you get into, you know, your health and wellness journey, and it's just like we were saying, it's just, it's my body soul, yeah. but it's also having that mentor. You you need a mentor. You need that accountability. I yeah. I know when... I mean, speaking of Beachbody, like that was what helped me, the accountability awesome. factor, because if you don't have an accountability, you, you don't have anybody to talk to you when those things happen, when you don't, mm-hmm. you know, when you only eat two times a day, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, so guys, please take advantage of what Kelly's got. And Kelly, it, it was honestly such an honor to just sit wow. down and chat. And guys, if you love this episode, please share it on your socials. We'll show you back some love, but Kelly, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, They're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.